Let me say that if you're unsaved, you need to get saved today. You can come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I'm going to preach primarily to save people today, but I am going to deal with folk in their lost condition. Uh, but I want to begin to read in Jeremiah chapter 7. Look with me in the latter part, begin in verse 30. Jeremiah 7, verse 30. The Bible said, For the children of Judah have done evil in my sight, saith the Lord. And they have set their abominations in the house which is called by my name to pollute it. And they have built the high places of Tophet, which is in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to burn their sons and their daughters in the fire, which I commanded them not, neither came it into my heart. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that it shall no more be called Tophet, nor the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. For they shall bury in Tophet till there be no place. And the carcasses of this people shall be meat for the fowls of the heaven and for the beasts of the earth, and none shall fray them away. And then will I cause to cease from the cities of Judah and from the streets of Jerusalem the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness and the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, for the land shall be desolate. Begin to read in chapter 8. At that time saith the Lord, they shall bring out the bones of the kings of Judah and the bones of his princes and the bones of the priests and the bones of the prophets and the bones of the inhabitants of Jerusalem out of their graves. And they shall spread them before the sun and the moon and all the host of heaven whom they have loved and whom they have served and after whom they have walked and whom they have sought and whom they have worshipped. They shall not be gathered nor be buried and they shall be for dung upon the face of the earth. And death shall be chosen rather than life by all the residue of them that remain of this evil family which remain in all the places whether I have driven them, saith the Lord of hosts. Moreover thou shalt say unto them, thus saith the Lord, shall they fall and not arise? Shall, they, shall he turn away and not return? Why then is this, my, uh, this people of Jerusalem slidden back by perpetual backsliding. They hold fast to see, they refuse uh, to return. I hearkened and heard, but they spake not aright. And no man repented him of his wickedness, saying, oh, What have I done? Everyone turned to his course as the horse rusheth into the battle. Yea, the stork in the heaven knoweth her appointed times, and the turtle and the crane and the swallow observe the time of their coming. But my people know not the judgment of the Lord. You can be seated. Lord, we sure do love you. Uh, we thank you for the choir singing and the special singing. I pray it honored you. And Lord, for a little while, it's the preaching hour. Uh, it's no accident that we're here. It's no accident that these people are in front of me. And Lord, I pray the message that you've given us. I really believe it to be the message for the hour. And God, I pray that, it would, that you would take it and do something that I cannot do, that you would affect people's hearts with it. That Lord, as we leave out of here, that Lord will uh, not only leave different but better. But Lord, I have no doubt with this message, not only should it serve as a warning, but there may be folk here that needs to repent and get right. Maybe some folk in there that's lost, that's never been saved. But Lord, there may be folk in here that need to draw close unto you. 
And I pray they'd move. We sure do love you. And we thank you today for Calvary. Help us to be mindful of it and for what you've done. And thank you for that empty tomb where our salvation was made real. Would you help us preach for a little while, known us afresh. Save that sinner's nearest tale for all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As the Lord was dealing with Judah, and Judah there is a split kingdom at this time between Israel and Judah. Judah has wanted to serve the Lord, I guess you would say in one way, and Israel has went their own way. And down through the history of these countries, uh, Judah's had good kings and bad kings, and Israel's had nothing but bad after the time of Solomon. Uh, And so God is really dealing with Judah at this point uh, uh, and with the Jews. And he begins to talk to them uh, uh, and tell them about their backslidden condition uh, uh, and the situation that they're in. Now, let me say today, uh, I do believe you can backslide. I do. I think people can get wrong with God. I believe the New Testament teaches us that. How do you figure that? The prodigal son in Luke 15, he takes what his father's had and he goes and he wastes it uh, uh, on riotous living. You find in 1 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 5, uh, uh, he talks about the one that was in sin, uh, that they were to withdraw, I preached on that not too long ago, uh, that they were to withdraw fellowship from him uh, because he would not get right. There's some people, I have no doubt, that are saved, uh, but they will not get right. And he talked about uh, turning him over and that to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit might be saved uh, in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he talks about, Paul does in 2 Timothy chapter 4, uh, uh, he said, For Demas uh, hath forsaken me, having loved uh, uh, this present world. Uh, I understand he might be talking about uh, uh, the religion that he goes back into, but he said, having loved this present world. There some folk get saved, uh, uh, but yet they do not attain uh, or stay in that in faithfulness uh, in Jesus Christ. Does that mean they're lost? Let me say this. If they got saved, then they're saved for all eternity. You cannot do anything to get unsaved. Amen. Ain't that good, church? Amen. It's good. We do believe in eternal security and that of the soul. But I'm going to tell you what's wrong with a lot of Baptists this morning. They just ain't saved. A lot of people just never come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. They never come to a place out of where they trusted God by the Lord Jesus Christ to save their soul. I don't know what happened. I don't know what went on in their life at that time. I don't know. And it's not my decision or my... That's why Paul said, examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. He says you need to look. You know, there's some things that accompany salvation. Let me park right here for just a minute, okay? There's some things that should have happened to you when you got saved. 
Amen. Listen, the very first thing that should happen to you, God had to deal in your heart. Now, I know God deals in our heart in different ways. I understand that. I know a man and a woman that's steeped in sin. I, I mean, boy, God will work on it. But you know, he works in these little ones I, around here. He's dealing in our heart too. Amen. I, listen, I remember the night I got saved. I, all I realized was I was lost. I, I didn't go to church to find God that night. I didn't go expecting to get saved that night. I, I, that was not my intentions when I win. I, I, but thanks be unto God I, I, that when he gave the invitation the preacher did, I, God was dealing with my heart. I'm glad that he deals with folks' hearts. And so he's got to deal with your heart. I don't think folk would move unless God dealt with their heart. Amen. You wouldn't know to move. But let me say this. When you got saved, there should have been a change. Should have been changed. Now I know I'm very careful with this, with these youngins that get saved around here. I I understand that, and I know that uh, it's not going to be a drastic change. Uh, uh, as we see, you know, some people they talk about getting saved, and boy, the sky's bluer, and the grass is greener, and the birds sung better, uh, and all this, and that's true for some people. Amen. It is. But the Bible said, "Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things." Are become new. There's got to be a change. There's got to be something different inside of you than what's in this world out here when you got saved. There's something different inside of me. Now listen, are you saying you've always had it right? No, I'm going to deal with that here in a minute. Let me, let me talk about this, then we'll get to the backsider, okay? Uh, listen, you know the Bible said you know that you pass from death unto life uh, because you love the brethren. How many of you love the ones sitting next to you or in front of you or behind you? Uh, listen, you were to love the brethren, Amen or to love the brethren. Uh, that's how you know that you got saved because God will make you love people uh, that are hard to love, amen. He didn't say you gotta like them all the time. He said you just gotta love them, amen. And, and listen, I, I've learned something. I, if God wasn't in my heart, there's some people I wouldn't love, amen. But because he's in there, it makes all the difference uh, in the world. But what does it mean? Uh, so now listen, what's it mean to get saved? There's a difference. God dealt with your heart. There was a change took place. Uh, uh, you love the brethren uh, and the Holy Spirit abides within. Go over and read. Uh, I believe it's in Little John where he talks about that. But listen this morning. God, you help us now. He's talking uh, to Jerusalem about being in their backslidden condition. Now I'm going to tell you, some folk ain't backslidden or lost and they need to get saved. And that's the thing. That's, they, they, they grew up in church or they've had an, uh, they've had an affiliation with church or they've had an experience uh, in church uh, uh, and they think something changed in them but it did not change because they left out of here no different than what they come in. I was thinking this morning as I was getting ready, I remember, I remember a young lady coming and got saved. She was living with a boy and him and her come to church. Uh, and, and, she, and I don't remember what I preached on that morning. I, I don't remember, uh, uh, but I, I, I do remember this. She come and got saved. Uh, and I remember going home that day. Uh, and I told Kelly on the way home, I, I, I said, well, we'll find out uh, if it's real or not. Because if it was real, she wasn't going to be able to stay how she was. She wasn't going to be able to shack up with that boy. Come back that night, he was here at church. I, I said, well, where's she at? Well, she packed her bags up and went back home to Chattanooga. She went home to live with mom and daddy. I said, that's exactly where she ought to be, amen. Listen, why? Something happened on the inside. I'm glad that thing will come out on us every now and again. But listen, I want to look this morning, if I could, at, at Judah in their backslidden condition. 
I want you to understand something. I want you to understand. If you get backslidden, now the word backslide means to fall off or to apostatize or to turn gradually from the faith and the practice of Christianity. It's that Webster said that a backslider is one who falls from the faith and practice of religion and neglects his vows of obedience and falls into sin. I really don't like that word fall. Fall implies an accident. I have none of us fall on purpose. I don't fall on purpose. Last time I fell at the house, I laid in the floor for a while and made sure I was okay. You know, you get my age and you fall down, you better lay there for just a little while and move some stuff to make sure you're all right. You may get up and your legs may not be able to help you anymore. They may be hurt. Fall implies an accident. Can I tell you something today? If you backslide on God, if you leave serving Him, then you're going to do it willingly. You're not going to do it with your eyes shut. You're not going to do it by accident. You're going to do it because you want to do it. So let's look at the backslider today, if we can. There's folks sitting in church that are backslidden. There's folk outside the church that are backslidden. And the Bible tells us, I, I, I believe it is, uh, uh, listen, I, I believe in, in Jeremiah uh, chapter, is it uh, chapter 3, uh, that, that he, he said this uh, about Israel over here, and he said it about Judah. Uh, he, he said this in Jeremiah chapter 3, uh, in verse 6, he said, The Lord said also unto me in the days of Josiah the king. He's talking about Judah. And he's talking about when Judah was serving God. When Josiah was king. Josiah was the last good king that Judah had. Boy, I like Josiah. Man, if you ever go read his, he got the kingship when he was 8 years old. When he was around 16, he decided he wanted to serve God. He decided he was going to sell out unto God. If I tell you young people anything, sell out to God now while you're young. Do what Ecclesiastes said, remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. Why? Because you can do something now that older folk can't do. But he said this about Joe. He said, the Lord said also unto me in the days of Josiah the king, Hast thou seen that which backside that which backsliding Israel hath done? She has gone up upon she's gone up upon every high mountain and under every green tree, and there have played the harlot. And I said, after she had done all these things, turn unto me, but she returned not. And her treacherous sister Judah saw it. He said, Israel hath forsook me. Uh, and went after strange gods. Uh, uh, they worship under every green tree uh, and said, Judah has seen what Israel is doing. And I saw when for all the causes whereby backsliding Israel committed adultery, I had put her away and given her a bill of divorce. Yet her treacherous sister Judah feared not, but went and played the harlot also. You know what he said about Judah? He said, she knew better. Said she, he said, Judah saw what I was doing to Israel, and yet they started doing the same thing. Now most of y'all sitting in here said under Bible preaching long enough. 
Uh, you know the truth. You know, and I'm going to deal with it today, but you can't say that you ain't been warned. I'm going to be honest with you. Getting out of God's will uh, bothers me. Getting out of God's will uh, uh, scares me. And we'll look at that here in just a little bit. But number one, how do you get in a backslidden uh, condition? How do you get there? Bible said in Proverbs 14 and 14, it said the backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways. You know what happens to the child of God that decides that they don't want to serve God no more Then they're going to serve or they're going to go in their own way. He said the backslider in heart. It's a heart problem. You see, it's not that you ain't saved. I'm not talking about, you're saying, well, I'm going to get to heaven, preacher. What does it matter? I'm going to show you here in a little bit why it matters. Uh, one, let me park here for a second. One, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. I, I, if you get, I ought to be ashamed of myself. If I'm going to get away from the one who loved me uh, and gave himself for me, uh, that I could get saved. Amen. The one who has blessed me beyond all that could imagine. The one that has took care of me when I couldn't even take care of myself. The one that has provided, hey, what my wife sung about up here, about how good God is. Every one of us sort of been shouting while she was singing because he's been better to you than me and you both deserve this morning. Amen. He's been good to us, has he not, church? He's been good to me. Uh, uh, listen, uh, he's been so good to me. Why would I want to leave him? But notice, I want you to look. Uh, the Bible said in the book of Exodus chapter 32. Take your Bible and go over there. Exodus chapter 32. How do you get in a backslidden condition? Uh, let me say, first of all, you get away from spiritual instruction. You know, most people that are backslid, you know, I've, I, you know the devil don't come in uh, and kick the door wide open and say, boy, I'm here to lead you away. I'm here to draw you away uh, by your flesh and by what your flesh wants. But in Exodus chapter 32, look in verse 1. And the Bible said, And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mound, Moses is their spiritual leader. Moses is their spiritual guide. He is on Mount Sinai receiving the law of God. He is meeting with God. And said, so Moses delayed to come down out of the mount. The people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this, Mo for as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we what not what is become of him. Boy, I'm telling you, as soon as spiritual instruction was out of their life, they were headed in the wrong direction. You get spiritual instruction out of your life. You get away from it, whether it is reading your Bible or coming to church or being in Sunday school or listening to preaching. When you say, I've had enough, you're headed in the wrong direction. You get to verse 7. The Bible said, And the Lord said unto Moses, Go get thee down for thy people. I always thought I got that underlined in my Bible. What do you mean? He tells Moses up on top of the mountain, he said, go get thee down for thy people. God wasn't going to claim them. I find that kind of funny. It's like some of you parents. When your children does wrong, you say, well, that, that's your son or daughter. You don't want to claim them. I, I better move on. I'm going to dig a hole right here if I ain't careful. 
Notice what he said. Which brought, which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves and they have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. He said they've turned away from me. They've got away from me and what I've told them uh, to do. That is the epitome of being backslid. Is turning away from what God has told you to do. You've had to turn away from this book. You've had to turn away from the church. You've had to turn away from Bible preaching and Bible teaching and Bible singing. You've had to turn away from it. You saying, preacher, if I just met, I ain't talking about messing up. But let me say this about messing up. We can mess up. We don't have to mess up. We ought to strive not to mess up. But we, it is possible for us to mess it up. Have you ever not done something the Lord wanted you to do or done something that you shouldn't have done? Why, of course you have. That's not what I'm talking about. You know what you do when that happens? You just fix that between you and the Lord and you say, Lord, help me not to do that again or to do it right the next time and you move on and you serve God. Amen. Don't waller in your mistake, friend. That's the great thing about the Lord. Ain't you glad He's long-suffering and ain't you glad He's merciful today? I really think God's trying to deal with somebody today. I don't always feel like I feel that I do this morning. I think God's trying to deal with somebody. If this thing serves as a warning, you let it serve as a warning. I want you to listen. They done what? They turned aside quickly. Boy, I mean as soon as they could. He said this right here. He said they turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. Uh, They have made them a molten calf and has worshipped it and have sacrificed thereunto and said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. God knew exactly what was going on. God knew, I want you to listen to me. If you don't get in, look at me. Look at me. Hold on a minute. Let me look at you. (laughs) I tell you, look at me. Let me look at you. If you don't get anything else, you get this today. God knows your heart. God sees and knows what's in that heart. He knows which way you're headed. He knows which way you're going. You know why people backslide? That's what I'm preaching. It's because folk get away from their Bible. They quit reading it. They quit meditating on it. They quit doing it. They quit church. They quit a good church. If you're going to a bad church, this goes out on the radio. If you're going to a bad church, you ought to quit and find a good church. Amen. Some of y'all don't like that either. Well, they should. If they're going to a place that's teaching false doctrine and ain't doing right, they ought to find a church that's doing right. Amen. And go on and serve God in it. Listen, uh, uh, folk get turned away uh, uh, from God, uh, uh, from, from, from getting away from God because they get away from good instruction. It's good to have good instruction, ain't it? I like good instruction. I like biblical instruction and wise instruction. And it does mean you good to realize, I've learned this the older that I get, that, that it's, never, it's, it's never wrong to go find counsel. The Bible said in a multitude of counselors, 
there is safety. I've had folk call me uh, uh, and want some counsel uh, uh, and I've called others and talked to others and met with others and said, give me a little help right here. Uh, uh, but I'm going to tell you the best counsel you can have is to get on your knees and pray uh, and then take your Bible uh, and open it up and begin to read it uh, uh, and see what God tells your heart. Amen. You get away from spiritual instruction you're headed in the wrong path. I'll guarantee you that the prodigal son, which by the way, that word prodigal means wasteful. Before he ever left home, his heart was already gone. Before people quit church and serving God, their heart's already gone before their body is. I remember Brother Langston said one time, church people ain't no different in cars. He said, he said, before they quit, they start missing. Boy, ain't that the truth. The more cars we used to drive, you know they's going to quit because they'd barely get you from point A to point B, but you'd be thankful that they would. But you know something was going to happen. If you didn't fix it, they's going to quit. That's what happens to folk. They quit. They quit serving. They quit singing in the choir. They quit doing the special singing. They quit teaching their Sunday school. They quit praying. They quit reading. They quit coming to church. And all of a sudden, after all that happens, then they're back out in the world. They fall in love with the world instead of the Lord Jesus Christ. They've got their eye on the prize. They begin to run and fellowship, if I could use that word. They begin to keep company with people that they should not be keeping company with. Association does matter. Who you're around does make a difference. 1 Kings chapter 11 talks about Solomon and it said, For it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other God and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God as was the heart of David his father. David had his problems. I understand that. I'll deal with David here in a minute. But listen, Solomon, you know what Solomon did? David never left God. David never served another God. David I, I never went and served Ashtaroth or Baal or Molech. He never served any of them, but Solomon did. The wisest man upon the face of the earth to the Lord Jesus Christ uh, was birthed into, onto this earth. Uh, uh, listen, Solomon was wise. Uh, he knew better, but yet uh, he got around the wrong people. Them wise. What was it? He had 700 wives and 300 concubines. He had 1,000 women he had to deal with. What a mess, Brother Jeff. What a mess. Even Miss Heather's back there shaking her head like this. Thank God. At least one of you ladies figured that out. He had 1,000 women he had to contend with and some of them believed different than he did. And instead of him just believing God, instead of him just trusting God, instead of him doing what he was supposed to do, he let them turn his heart. It's very, very easy and very, very possible to let somebody turn your heart away from God. It's very easy to let somebody talk you into making bad decisions and get you in a path headed down the wrong direction and get you away from God. 
said that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. One that God had met with, had talked to, had blessed him and gave him a kingdom like no other kingdom. Think about that for just a second. If you read, I don't, I don't think we could even comprehend and really grasp Solomon's kingdom and Solomon's wisdom. I don't, I don't think we can grasp that thing. I, I mean, the Queen of Sheba come over there, and here's what she said, the high fainting men told. And all we've got uh, is the book of First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, and the book of, 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 of Proverbs, and the book of Ecclesiastes that he's wrote. Our friend, we just really don't know a whole lot about the kingdom of Solomon. But it was something else. He was something else that God, you know what he wanted? You know the one thing that Solomon told God? God said, you tell me what you want, Solomon, and I'll give it to you. And he said, he said, Lord, he said, I'm like a child. I don't even know how to go out and come in. He said, would you give me some understanding of how to judge this thy so great a people? All he wanted was wisdom. And God said, I'll give you, he said, Solomon, since that's all you ask for, you didn't ask for riches, uh, uh, you didn't ask for your enemies to be killed, uh, uh, you didn't ask for nothing else but just some wisdom. Uh, uh, and he said, I'm going to give you that, uh, uh, and I'm going to give you the riches to go with it. Uh, and, and, and you know what? He even had peace with his enemies. And yet he throwed it all away because somebody turned his heart. You know, one of the saddest things that I ever see is somebody that loves God, and I've watched them serve God down through the years, and some of them I've even looked up to, and then you find out where they are now, and they're out. Oh, Lord, don't let that ever be me. That ought to be our prayer. Man, there's too much at stake. I've got these, these little ones are running around here. Listen, I love your children. I do. I love to see them come in and go out. And I want them to love me as their preacher, as their pastor. And not only that, I want you to love me as your preacher and your pastor. But boy, I'd, I'd hate to think that they, they've got memories of me. and say, boy, I remember when he could and when he did. But now look at him. I remember, boy, when she used to get up in the choir and sing, or she would sing, or, boy, they'd, they'd testify. Mm. Y'all don't know what your all's testifying does for some people sometimes. See, you all are used to me telling you how good God is and what God can do and how great and magnificent the Lord Jesus Christ. You're used to me telling you that. That's my job, ain't it, is the preacher. But boy, when you turn around and you look at somebody that you know that's been through the ringer and that you know they've been through it and boy, they still come in here on Wednesday night when they don't feel good and they've worked all day and they get up in the choir and they said, we try to sing heaven down and you go sit down on a Wednesday night and you wore out, but then all of a sudden the preacher will give time to testify and boy, you've got something to say. I think all of us has always got something to say. Ain't he been good to you? Amen. 
don't know how I got there, but ain't that good. Listen, you better be careful who you run with and who you fellowship. Uh, how does folk get backslid they get away from spiritual instruction they run with the wrong people or they fall in love with this world the Bible said in Matthew chapter 6 but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. You know what he's talking about? All these things. You go back and you read that scripture. Uh, he's talking about all the things of the world. The, what we need to eat. What we need to wear. And, and all this. And he's saying if you'll just seek the kingdom of God. And his right. If you'll just serve God. And do what he wants. He'll handle the rest of it. I was listening to Brother Roloff preach the other morning. I believe, what was it, Friday morning. I was listening to Brother Roloff on the radio and he was, he, was, he, was preaching, he was preaching on living by faith. Go figure that, amen. If you know anything about Brother Roloff, that was his motto, was the just shall live by faith. And you know what he was preaching on? He was preaching on living by faith. I will make you lean. He, and, and, and of course he had to talk about the dinner table. If y'all know anything about Brother Roloff, he's all about eating right. Amen. And, and he'll, say, he'll tell you them dietary laws ain't gone. Now I'm glad we can eat pork. I know what the book of Acts said over there. Amen. He said, rise, told Peter, rise up and eat. Peter said, I, I've never ate nothing cleaner that's called common, uh, uh, you know, or, or unclean and, and common. Uh, and the Lord said, don't, don't, don't you call it that if I've sanctified. But listen, I'm going to get sidetracked. He was preaching on how to make you lean living by faith. And what he was talking about was, hey, it'll make your pocketbook lean. You're going to live by faith. He says, you can't have a lot. And there's truth to that. You can't keep it all. I, I expect to live by faith. You can't lean on your pocketbook. I, I expect to trust God at the same time. You said I shouldn't have no money. I'm telling you, you need to trust God. Amen. I, I, and support the work of God. He said, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. We get our eyes off the prize sometimes. What was it that he said in the book of Hebrews chapter 12? Hebrews chapter 12 and uh, verse, verse 1, he, he talks about uh, seeing we're so, uh, what it compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking Unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Boy, that's who we ought to be looking at. We ought to be looking to Him, looking up to Him, saying, Lord, I don't know what you want us to do, but I want to follow you. Or we say, Lord, I do know what you want us to do, and I'm going to follow you. He said, The author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. He's talking about quitting right there. He's talking about quitting. He said, look, I, I, it is going to get wearisome. I've watched folk I, I get in the battle. I, I've watched folk get in the Christian battle and it gets wearisome. They get, they get disheartened. I, I, they, they, they get hurt. I, I, and you know what they do? They just quit. They quit. He said for us not to do that. Paul said, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. That's what we're supposed to do. 
People's ideas, jobs, and associations have taken them away from God. We have been warned not to love this world. What was it? Love not the world, neither things that are in the world. Then say, love God the most and love the world some. He said, love not the world. Stay with me now. I know what time it is. Stay with me. Because uh, I want you to get this. The backslider will justify themselves. We go back to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 3. Uh, Jeremiah 3. Is it in verse 6? I believe we read this just a few minutes ago. Jeremiah 3. Well, it don't read the same in chapter 6 as it does in 3. Let me get over here. When he was, when he was talking about this, Jeremiah 3, and he said, The Lord said unto, Also one in the days of Josiah the king, Hast thou seen that which backsong Israel done? She's gone up on every high mountain under every green tree, and I played the harlot. And I said, after she had done all these things, turn unto me, but she returned not, and her treacherous sister Judah saw it. And I saw when for all the causes whereby backsliding Israel committed adultery, I had put her away and given her a bill divorce. Yet her treacherous sister Judah feared not, but went and played the harlot also. And it came to pass through the lightness of her whoredom that she defiled the land and committed adultery with stones and with stocks, that's, that's wood, uh, and yet for all this her treacherous sister Judah had not turned unto me uh, with her whole heart, but faintly uh, saith the Lord. And the Lord said unto me, the backsliding Israel had justified herself more than treacherous Judah. You know what he's saying right here? He said, look, uh, they knew what was going to happen. They knew what was going to take place. Uh, uh, but right here he said in verse 9, uh, and it came to pass through the lightness of her whoredom. It wasn't lightness to God. He said it was light to them. It wasn't no big deal to them. Wasn't no big deal for them to turn back on God. Wasn't no big deal for them to quit church. Wasn't no big deal for them to quit reading their Bible. Wasn't no big deal for them to shack up uh, with somebody. Wasn't no big deal uh, uh, for them just not to serve God no more. Wasn't no big deal. If you're saved, it's a big deal. But we're awful quiet today, ain't we? Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 3. You know what it said over here about them? Therefore the showers have been withholding, and there hath been no latter rain, and thou hast had a, a horse forehead, thou refusest to be ashamed. They, they wouldn't even get ashamed at what they had done. Wouldn't do it. First Corinthians chapter 10, God gives us examples of, of the backsliding of Israel. And you know, a lot of times we apply Israel to our nation. And I think there is a place we can do that. We can look at Israel and say our nation is just about like Israel was in, in the days of the Old Testament. But when Paul is writing here in 1 Corinthians 10, he's not writing to America. He's not writing to the Roman Empire. He's writing to a church at Corinth. 
Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were example, were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. I read that in Exodus 32. Neither let us commit fornication as, as some of them committed and failed one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of the serpents. And neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happened unto them for our examples. There it is again that they are written for our admonition that word means warning upon whom the ends of the world are come wherefore let him that taketh uh, that thinketh he standeth uh, taketh heed uh, standeth take heed lest he fall and then he said this there is no temptation taking you but such is common to man but God is faithful you think we're all going to face to want to turn away from God I think there is I think there's something in us, in our flesh. You've got to realize your flesh ain't saved. And it'll want to go do its own thing. It'll want to go the way it wants to. Why do you think in that old song, in that old song, is it, uh, uh, come, thou fount, uh, come thou fount of every blessing? You come down to that very last verse. It talks about, oh, how grace, how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness like a fetter bind my wandering heart to thee. He talks about his wandering heart. He said prone to wonder. Lord, I feel it prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, Lord, oh, take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. The, the songwriter had it right. He, he said my, my wandering heart, he said it's prone to get away from God. It's prone to want to leave God, you know. And that's why we have these examples he said, but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. God will help us. So what happens to the backslider? Number two. We'll always get hung up on number one, don't I? God will get your attention one way or another. Now he'll get your attention before you head in that direction. But he will most definitely get your attention after you get there. And let me say this. If God does not chasten you and correct you eventually, then this book's a liar. I know, I know what Romans 2 says, and I agree with it. That's the great thing, that God will let some folk go on and He'll deal with your heart. And maybe that's what this morning's all about. I don't know, I, I, but He'll tell you, hey, I, I, you need to come back. You need to come back. You need to get right. He'll plead and He'll be. He done that with Israel and with Judah. You go over and you read the book of 2 Chronicles 36. He sent his messengers betimes, the Bible says. That means many and different. Uh, uh, and, and begged and pleaded with Israel and Judah to get right. Uh, but they would not. God will do the same thing. He said, despisest thou the riches of, the, uh, of his goodness and the forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. I believe God's good to us. And he tries to get your attention and leads you to get right with him. 
But that's what God does. But Hebrews chapter 12, say, preacher, are you trying to scare me? Yes, I am. I would rather have you scared and get right with God than have you go out that door and stay wrong with him. Because I do know something. He will get your attention. Hebrews 12, he said, and, and, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked to him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are you bastards and not sons. He said, look, uh, uh, he said, if you can go on in your life and, and, and do what you want to do, uh, uh, he he said, then you're not part of the family. Why do you figure? He said, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. He said, if you endure chastening, uh, God deals with Jesus with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth? If you're a son, he's going to chasten. Going to happen. And let me say this, you're a pretty sorry parent if you don't correct and chasten your children when they need it. You can tell me you love them all day long, but the Bible shows us over and over and over again, if you love your children, you will correct them. And boy, that's the problem we've got today. That was extra. It didn't even cost you a nickel. He said, but if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers. Did you catch that? Whereof all are partakers. If you're part of the family, then you're going to have to be a partaker of it. God's going to get your attention. God's going to correct you. He said, then you bastard, not a son. You're not part of the family. If you know that you're in sin, if you know that you're living in contrary, direct, direct contradiction to this book right here, and you're getting away with it and God ain't bothering you, and you know God ain't bothering you, and God ain't spoke to your heart and dealt with some things in your life, there's something wrong right there. The backslider. How's your heart with the Lord? Let's bow our hearts. Bow our heads this morning.